Hi, this is Jim Sevier, and this is The Coachable, and uh, I'm on the back deck, and this is Investing Yourself podcast, and wow, um, now through seven or eight of these, um, I've got a gentleman here who actually came over and was part of my talking over food event, and I'm going to have him introduce himself in just a second, but uh, the the cool thing that I see from the interviews that I do, and I'm now looking at my guest here the coolest thing that I like about this is that these interviews go where they go. We were just talking about it a second ago before we started rolling tape, but uh, and there I did it. There's my age. I'm rolling tape. <laughs> um, but I think that that's the coolest thing that I like about this. So right now, why don't we just end the suspense, and why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, guys. Brian Knox with B. Knox Photography. Oh, look at there. Look at that. Wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's radio voice, man. It's it's a face made for radio. Is that what they yes, say? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, gosh. Uh, so, a couple of things. First of all, thank you for yeah. taking all those pictures and doing everything that you did for talking over Absolutely. Food. Thank you. Pleasure. Um, the least I could do is, is help get a podcast of really not just what you do, because it's not about what you do. It's why you're doing it. And that's really what this podcast is all about, is so that anybody else who sees their future similar to the way your future has gone, mm-hmm. right? Your story has been written so far. If somebody sees that as something that they would want to do, I want them to hear why. Yeah. Right? And that's really what this is going to be about. So, you know, so you were, you, if I recall correctly yeah. from our conversations at Talking Over Food, you said that this was a pivot. This was a career change. Was yeah. it not? Yes. Okay. So let's let's start there. Why don't yeah. you tell me what you were doing before yep. photography? Let's for just sure. start. So immediately before photography was uh, Habitat for Humanity of Greenville County. Nice. And I had been there about three and a half years. I remember that now. I remember and that so, conversation. Um, yeah, that was a phenomenal job. Best job I've ever had. Best culture. Best friends. And loved what I was doing every day. Great place. Okay. So hang on a quick second while I lean in. Yeah. And I want to make sure that I've got it on two channel. I do. Sorry. Okay. Um, that's just the way this recording is going to go. I just looked at it. I was like, wait a minute. Make sure I got both channels here. Um, so Habitat for Humanity, yeah. Greenville. Mm-hmm. Um, how long were you there doing it was that? About three and a half years. Okay. Yeah. And so photography. So Habitat for Humanity, photography. Mm-hmm. So you got to help me make that jump. Sure. So, Give me that. Um, Give me that. What is that? I mean, I'll. I won't share my whole photographic past but it had been i had been taking pictures for a long time uh just throughout life and um during travels and of family and events and things like that and then uh, it was growing sort of on the side when i was at habitat um and then i also got a chance to start doing it while i was at habitat and oh very cool be in some of those very emotional and um you know heart opening poignant um, really yeah, yeah poignant events and uh times and moments and was always grateful to have my camera there. And so um, it wasn't necessarily a specific part of my job duties with that role. But but I you was, could do it. And you I were was decent at it and um, enjoyed it a lot. And so um, that was kind of the first glimpse I started to get of like that while I'm while I'm OK at all these job roles within my my prescribed job, um, I can take great photos and take great pictures for Habitat and then let those be a helpful instrument as they try to go to social media and right. make marketing campaigns, et cetera. That's where right. I started to see like the um, the power of imagery. Right, right. 
I'm, I mean, that's any more than that today. I mean, everything on social media is video, photography, pictures, yes. pics, posts. Yes. Yes. Right. Now we're kind of old school doing a podcast here, I guess. But there is actually <laughs> there's actually a pretty decent market for podcasting, as I figured out that I didn't realize until after I talked to yeah. Polly Calloway of yeah. yep. uh, uh, the Powerhouse. A little right. little point that kind of stick in a little plug there. Mm -hmm. But that this medium or those mediums, creative mediums, yeah. where you you are using a lens to mm. tell a story to mm. to, but your lens is. You know, two people can be taking the same picture. I, I figured that out because Joel was also here for yeah, talking over food. Was, you guys neat. had, I had two different sets of pictures. That was pretty right? neat. Yeah. Um, and you could tell that there were two different photographers. Yep. Just by the way the pictures were being yeah, taken. Yeah, for sure. And I thought that was that was actually kind of cool. That's kind of the beauty of it. Um, so, so you were Habitat. You've always taken pictures, mm -hmm. and you were just kind of like, like going down the road one day, and you're like, gosh, you know what I got to do? I got to stop doing what I'm doing. I got to do this. No, no, no. Okay, so, so talk about that. I mean, I think it was pretty classic side hustle scenario. Um, doing stuff on the side. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. So, and I know, I think I mentioned it when I talked with talked with Holly on when she had a podcast. I mean, once I started sh uh, shooting CrossFit and fitness, um, when I was getting super big into CrossFit like a year and a half, two years ago, um, that just ramped my volume up so that I was getting a lot more uh, repetition behind the camera, a lot right. more time behind the camera, getting in front of a lot more people just on a regular basis. And so from there started to come little jobs like, hey, can you photograph my swim meet? Hey, can you photograph my dog? Can you come out to this event and stuff right. like that? And so I was just winging it and figuring out some rates and figuring out some pricing for this and that and trying to, you know, you're trying to determine the value of your time. Right. And um, that's... Yeah, so I was doing that, and then um, and just kind of keeping it evenings and weekends and stuff. And then I will say that, you know, in the latter few months there, it was getting to where every once in a while, once in a while, I would have a chance to maybe go do a photo project um, that was going to take four hours or something. So I would have to take paid time off from my day job. Oh wow, which is fine. Um, and then go get you know a, a you know, like a nice nice photo project, and. Th that was when my wheels really started turning. And then especially when I had to start taking PTO, it get to where it was like a day every two weeks because I had a photo project. And so then I just started to think about possibilities. And then um, I will say Holly was a Holly Calloway was a huge catalyst as far as like getting inside my head uh, at the outset and saying, um, you you do have what it takes to go do this and you should probably consider trying this. And she didn't say full time. She said all the time, which I'm finding is a very accurate assessment of entrepreneurial isn't, life. Isn't that the, the that's almost the first the lesson time. you learn all the time? You know what? There's no weekends. No, there's no after hours. The, the day names don't matter. The day names don't matter. No. Honestly, half of the time I've been now an entrepreneur for over 17 years working from my home for the last 17 years. I have to tell you, some days I wake up and I have to ask my wife, is it? <laughs> Wednesday? Yeah. Or Thursday. And she yeah. goes, Jim, it's Monday. Yeah. Right? Because you just kind of get lost. Yep. And weekends. Now, mm -hmm. I, the only thing that I know about weekends, that it is a weekend, is that the dog doesn't go to camp. Okay. Right? Because it's closed yeah. on the weekends. That's the only thing that reminds me that now I'm not, it's no longer Friday and it's now probably Saturday. Yes. I don't you, even know for sure if it's Saturday. <laughs> you yep. know? Yep. So, um, 
that's I think one of the first things when you're making that pivot. And yeah. you, uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, when mm -hmm. I was working at Intel Corporation or Lucent Technologies or any of these places that I've worked, you put your heart and soul into something. The thing is, is that you're constantly monitoring the clock. A absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you're an entrepreneur, yep. you're not actually monitoring the clock. You you are um, managing a boundary of time, mm -hmm. but that is almost boundless mm -hmm. at times. Yes. Right. Yep. Um, and Phil Yanoff again, name dropping things mm -hmm. all kinds of time. Yeah, that's 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 really bad. I shouldn't be name dropping Phil Yanoff Tech after time. five, but I will because <laughs> it, he 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 reminded me of something just recently that when we are entrepreneurs as entrepreneurs. Um, we should and have and make ourselves get something done each day. Yeah. Like he like has a list. Like here's yeah. the list of things I am going to do today. Because as an entrepreneur, you're kind of like always looking for opportunity. Yes. And if an opportunity shows itself up, you're like, well, no, no, I don't have to do anything else. I can do this opportunity. And that in itself is a little distracting, Very. especially if you want to, I don't know, do something like, I don't know, perfect your craft and, yeah, actually, yep. Bill people, and, yep. <laughs> you know, do yep. stuff like that. Yep. Um, you really have to set time aside to do that. So, how how are you finding those types of activities? Oh, um, I have not gotten this whole piece of the equation dialed in very well. I'm in, you know, so I ended up uh, going full time or all the time on Feb 14 of this year. So we're only in the first. Oh wow! Time. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Right pre-pandemic. So and then um, yeah, like really close yep, five to five weeks Oof. before the big. Mm -hmm. So um, really early in this, and um, so just to say, I don't have the the time blocking or schedule blocking really like mapped out well. I've got my sleep dialed in pretty nicely. That's about the only thing I've been successful with. Uh, by um, the way, that's a key element. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I'm looking at you now because it's a lot of people. That's what the first place they borrow is their yeah. personal time with their family and sleep, well, and yeah. then you can only do that for so long before you burn out. So good to hear that. Yeah, and I, we do have to be proactive about our rest. I mean, there's, I think I've seen like the, the just warning or statement out there that like you do have to proactively schedule rest in, or the rest will come and you know you're gonna get sick essentially, yeah. and yeah. then have to rest. Um, I had just, I'm just realizing that while I thought I was quote on all the time for Habitat and on all the time for my inside sales role, um, in prior oh. jobs and, and, and oh. things like that. Like while I thought I was on 24 seven because, because I had a, a company cell phone and because right. I answered emails and answered calls that, um, that it's, just, it's still different and it's still far more intense, um, when it is just you and it doesn't roll up to any other company or any yeah. other boss or anything else. And so, and I'm, I keep saying now, like it is, it's 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Basically, you're not working nose to the grindstone, or grindstone 16 yeah. hours. Right. You're working in dribs and drabs. You're like um, answering emails while you're in the restroom. Like it's, it's yeah. all <laughs> over the map. You're trying to have dinner. And then, so it's, it's it's neither bad nor good. It's just very disjointed. Um, yeah. But 15 hours of that, as opposed to eight to nine hours of like I show up at this place and I, I put in my stuff, stuff and then I leave. Yeah. You know. And so figuring out how to navigate that. Wow. I mean, I got a lot of work to do. Well, trust me, it takes a lot of time. Um, if you've got a great relationship with your significant other, your spouse, mm -hmm. let me tell you, that helps a lot. Listen. Yeah. Um, 
in in becoming an entrepreneur i was it was maybe 10 years into our marriage yeah um and you know i just like i was working and i was like no i can do this and boom we started off um you know hindsight's 2020 vision so when i look back it's like okay you could have saved yourself a lot of headache and a lot of effort and a lot of trouble mm -hmm. just by listening to the people that are around you yeah. listening to what exactly it is that they're saying yeah like um because we have a tendency to get lost in our dream. Mm-hmm. You're right. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> because it's your dream. You're actually doing now what it is that yes. everybody says that they would like to do is, I'd like to do something that I love to do. Yes. And to that point, I think that's why we surround ourselves with people who are in the same <sighs> boat. Like I, my status last night was if you're in the first year or two of building your entrepreneurial dream, will you let me know? And I really meant that because, like, I'm trying to build, honestly, a support system of counselors around me because the problems are the problems and the challenges and the opportunities are just different than yeah. than the than w, normal than the W two world. Yeah. And t to your point, like, um, just with your relationship with your spouse, like having to learn that while my brain is on the dream, um, you know every waking hour mm -hmm. eyes eyes open to eyes closed hers isn't nope. and my kids isn't mm -hmm. and you know my parents are super happy for me but like other other people aren't as vested and um no but i also have been telling people no one believes in your dream as much as you do and so you also by the same token you can't expect you can't necessarily expect four to five people to come around you and lift you up on your shoulders on their shoulders and you're go, amazing you're amazing you have what it takes we're going to give you five thousand to start this like that isn't going to happen you have to believe in your dream and you have to believe in it you're going to believe in it more than anyone else okay so you make a very good point and that is creating a support system and yeah. and and obviously again holly does that a lot mm -hmm. better than even anybody that i've seen do it it's probably a for i don't know about you i'm i i i have a tendency to like to work alone yeah. I figured oh, that yeah. out right after on. working so many years in a team environment. Then I led an environment of 17 salespeople. And then eventually I was just like, you know what? I like it better when I can just look at myself in the mirror. Yeah. Right. So, so there's a, there is a point where I have to actually make effort to connect with people and have um, better discussions mm -hmm. about how mm -hmm. we can both support each other mm -hmm. than, than just go, you know, what can you do for me? What can you do for me? What can you yes. do for me? Right. Yep. <laughs> Cause nobody mm -hmm. wants to just be that person that keeps giving a yep. and you have to then as an entrepreneur, especially in your new dream in those first years, you've got to find a lot of people that, that you're supporting them as much as they're supporting you. Totally. Right. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm finding that coming here to South Carolina, I didn't have that in LA coming here to South Carolina and meeting the people that I've already mentioned, um, yep. and others, that that to me is kind of like the secret sauce in that first couple of years, because that's most of the time when you fail as an entrepreneur is in that first one to three years. Yep. And it's because you don't, because nobody is as invested in you, but they don't need to be as invested right. if you show some vested interest in what they're mm -hmm. doing. Then they will show vested interest in what you're doing, right? So You are right. And, um, yeah, the hard part with that is um, – I think we all have to learn. I'm trying to learn how to um, steward your own time because, yeah. like, it 
I guess the time just becomes more urgent. Um, you know, when you don't have a when you don't have a paycheck every two weeks coming in, um, to where it's hard when you want to give, 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 like even just information or talks or chats or <laughs> like all the time. Yeah, just sitting down for something like this. And then you realize it, that those things is good and helpful and constructive and important, uh, important as they are. Sometimes, especially for introverts, they're draining your vitality and they're yeah. draining your yeah. <laughs> stuff like yeah. that. And so mojo. just really it's, be, it's been an adjustment. And I think people have to be aware that they may need to make a um, emotional and kind of uh, psychological adjustment to um, what are going to what's going to now be a drain on their resources and how do they still still help and contribute and give oh, wow. a I ton. Oh, wow. But also don't get burnt out because if I don't work, there's no paycheck. So. There is no lacking of people that want you to do something for them, all right? Yes. And for great reasons yes. and obvious great reasons, and you want to be there. Um, I have found over the years that I have an internal alarm that goes off. Okay. And when I'm about to say yes, <laughs> I stutter. See, I don't have that. It, it Well, it'll come. Unfortunately. I, it'll come because you've got those two sides of your, your body, right? There's two sides of your psyche. Yeah. And your inner child and then mm -hmm. the person that you project. And your inner child is really good at putting tamping down and telling them to be quiet and go sit in the, mm -hmm. in the, in the dark room and just mm -hmm. behave. But occasionally, if you teach it how to do the how to make you stutter, mm -hmm. and that's, I actually have a physical stutter when I know I shouldn't be saying yes. Yeah. Yep. And then I'll say yes, and then I'll that stutter will happen. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then I have to, to like convince myself that I'm saying yes. Yep. And then I'll say, well, hang on a second. Uh, let me let, let's get back to this. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that's the catch. So well, you got to find your own catch. Yep. You got to find something that you can trigger in yourself that will make you. Uh, I've actually known a few people that keep rubber bands and they snap their wrists yeah. before they say yep. yes. Yep. Right. And that's just a little reminder. Think through it before I say yes. Totally. So whatever the trick is, some in many cases. It's always good to be asked. Yeah. Right? Yep. It's always good to be asked. Yep. It's not always good to say yes. No. Right? That's yeah, the, the key. Yeah, the tension is I do believe that life is a collection of experiences. Yes. And so I'm on a mission Agreed. to, I am on a unrelenting mission to collect a crap ton of experiences in my life. And yeah. so that means, hey, um, Anne, one of my friends, uh, Anne Lowell, will attest to this. When she says, hey, do you want to be part of my uh, meditation um, workshop and support group, I go, yes, absolutely. And then three weeks into the eight weeks, I text Ann and go, I'm overloaded and I got to stop and I should have never said yes. Yeah. And that is one time and that has happened 12 times in the past six months. So all great things. Like I want to do the yoga workshop. I want to go paddle boarding. Um, I want to, <laughs> I want to help. I wanna None help. of which equate to a paycheck in the future. No, that's really <laughs> it. And so, um, and, you know, it's, we want to collect the experiences and do the things, um, but I guess really refining what are the things that help stabilize and ground me so that I can go do my mission and go do my work in the world. That w that's what I need to continue to ask myself. So when you're doing that, and you know what, I find this um, when I'm coaching a lot of the, the new entrepreneurs that I'm coaching, um, it also helps to have a really good and precise image of your target. Yeah. If I were to ask you who who is best suited 
to get services from Brian Knox? Who, who specifically, what image can you draw for me, and how precise is it? Are you going to say anybody, if you start with words like anybody that does this, <laughs> or all those people that do, you know, when you start out, that that's not the way to start out. But can you be specific as to who or whom those people are that meet a criteria that says, boy, I want that person. I want to do that job real quick. Man. So tough one to. Okay. So I want you just to, I want you to pull that in for just a minute. You don't have to answer it. Yeah. But let me, let me fill it in then while you're doing that, because part of that definition, the first part of that definition needs to be willing and able Mm -hmm. to pay you. Right. Yeah. That has to be the first part of the definition. Right. Yep. Everybody would want their picture taken if given the chance. Yeah. Willing and able Mm -hmm. is the first the first little checkbox of Mm -hmm. who's my best client. Right. Sure. Because, I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to pick Jessica Alba walks in and she goes, Brian, I want you to take my picture for free now. And you cannot produce it and you cannot reduplicate it. And you just have to give me all the images. Thank you very much, Brian. You had the privilege of taking my picture, right? Yeah. That's not your best client. No. Might be kind of fun to do, yeah. right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But if there's nothing for it, for you that yeah. way, there's no willingness or ability to pay, yeah. then, okay, so that to me is like the first litmus test Yeah. when somebody says, I want, to, I want you to do this. I first think to myself, the willingness and the ability to pay. For sure. And, you know, if there's a question, there are ways to to check that yeah right like so there's a retainer okay. that's the first yeah. thing if i or mean a deposit. and if they go or deposit whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it yeah. boom and if they're unwilling to do that they're going to be unwilling to do the rest yeah. of it right yeah and that's a good way to get somebody to leave yeah right yep uh quote them a huge price sure <laughs> that's yeah. another one <laughs> and if they take it <laughs> then yeah, you can decide stopped. then you can oh. decide whether or not you think they're going to be able to pay it um but those that's just one of those things right so when you're looking for that perfect client like my perfect client, my mm-hmm. perfect coaching client yep. is an entrepreneur, the parents of a college grad, okay. uh, career, somebody, a career professional, and a career professional that's looking to pivot. Those are the four. Got it. They all, and I don't say college graduate is, is it's their parents because that's normally where the payment is going to come if I'm going to be doing coaching and getting them to get through interviews and stuff like that, right? Um, so you have to know specifically who it is that you're looking for. And, and I, I'm i not looking for some – I don't want somebody that's been working at Michelin for 23 years. Yeah. That, guess what? They're about ready to end their career, right? And that, and if they want a coach, if they need a coach to pivot out of Michelin, that's, yeah. again, okay. Um, so be very specific. Um, it, uh, it's also yep. referred to as finding your minimal – viable minimum viable audience and ser- over serve them so that then they go out and tell people about you yeah so you're basically creating you know kind of what holly's been doing right it's just like yep. spreading the word and then people spread the word and, right so one of my best ideas for finding clients came from holly and it, it you should have just had her on <laughs> i know <laughs> sorry it's sorry all right there um but no, I look on social, so I look on Instagram and Facebook, mm-hmm. and if somebody is using crappy, lifeless stock images from a studio in a big city for whatever their service, coaching, plumbing, um, don't doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If they are using lifeless, stale, 
bland vanilla stock imagery and they are here in Greenville, South Carolina, they need to I need to be working with them. All right. So that is extraordinary. That whenever anybody asks you the question like I just asked yeah. you, that's your answer. Okay. All right? Yes. That well, see, I mean, that the whole idea here is is really truly understanding who it is that is best served by you, yeah. right? And they've obviously got a problem. Yeah. Now they probably did it on the. They probably had the like their daughter or their cousin's yes. uncle yep. or whatever do it, you mm -hmm. know. And it's not, you know, they're just trying to get it done, get it out there, make it, you yep. know, the. And it's not even the seventy percent rule. It's not even seventy percent good. It's it's maybe only like thirty percent good. Yeah. Um, it, it drives me nuts, by the way, when I go on a website and I see something like that, or I go right down to the bottom of the website and the date on it is like 1986 or right. something. Yeah. Like it hasn't been touched yep. in you yep. know, 30, 40 years. Yep. So that in itself, knowing who your audience is, knowing what it is that they do, mm -hmm. and knowing the problem that they have. Yeah. Now, Phil Yanoff, again, not to, mm -hmm. again, I'm dropping names again, so I'm sorry, Phil, but he talks about, you know, when you're trying to explain who you are, right? Yeah. Give the name of the company. Yeah. Um, who it is that you're that you're going to help? What is it that you're helping them with? Mm -hmm. Right. So if you can get through those three pieces, mm -hmm. that's basically your your elevator pitch. There's actually yeah. a fourth piece, and it's Kay. it's missing me right now because I only do, I do it? things in three. Is that? That they have to pay you at the end of it. Well, that would be nice. Um, but um, I mean, if you're just pitching who you are and what you do, sure. Right? Um, but the this whole concept of I can do business for anybody that comes up, mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I can I can take anybody's picture. Knowing specifically who you're going after allows you the ability to then take a bit of your time, go go into yeah. the website, yep. find anybody in Greenville that's got a website, and mm -hmm. start going through it, and then just go. And then it's an easy email. It is contact you're us, exactly right. and yep. then you go. Yep. Uh, this would be so much better if. Yes. <laughs> right? You're giving, away, you're giving away all my sales secrets. Well, I mean, you know, hopefully it's not. I would hope that that's not too much of a secret. But, I mean, honestly, that this, it's not really that much of a secret. No, you, none of it's a secret. It's, it just takes doing that. It just takes doing it. And, it, honestly, there it is. Yep. When the work happens. Yep. And that's, from an entrepreneurial perspective, everybody wants to, to have that million-dollar idea that somebody's willing to give them $4 million yes, for. Yes, right? yeah. No, you have to do the work. Well, I think that's the 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 risk of sales activity that um, that gives people pause, you know, before they jump into sales activity, is that there will be there will be a significant number of the outreaches that you do that you don't you don't even get a rejection from, you get apathy. Oh so yeah. The, the biggest thing the biggest thing I face um, is is just apathy or no response, and I I will cry if I think back on all the well-crafted, just evocative emails that I have <laughs> tailored to some company that nothing, never, I mean, we're, we're talking tens, hundreds, thousands of these things that go into the ethos and never return. Yeah. So that can, that can paralyze you because sometimes you make 70 emails and you don't get a response. And then you're like, well, hell, I just wasted all this time. You didn't waste the time because the results will never come if you don't get through those seventy. And so, I mean, this is an issue I still well, I face yes. this myself. Well, yeah, so go I'm gonna I'm gonna redirect you there because yeah. there you go. You just hit you just hit a okay. antenna just went up on my. Uh, so I am I've been in sales all my life. Started in sales, sold flowers on the corner 
when I was a kid all the way to, to today when I sold something. To me, it isn't a numbers game. Mm-hmm. Selling is not. Not purely, it's, nope. It's, it, in fact, if it's done right, um, one out of every five outreaches should result in a conversation if it's done right, when it's done well. Yep. Not even done the best, just done well. Yeah. Um, the way to get there is to have a very good understanding of your client, mm-hmm. of that prospect, of yeah. who they are, mm-hmm. and the, and honestly, what will be their trigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can send all these amazingly crafted. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I, and the, when you said that, I just I went back into my, went back into my emotional archive, and it was like. <laughs> I thought that was like the best crafted email, yep. and I got zero opens. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, because it's not, I'm not selling me. I should be selling you. So, and then that's one of the things that Holly has mm-hmm. really kind of driven back home to me is, is that if you're not asking your audience what it is they want, yeah, that's actually the best first email that you could send. Yep. What do you want? Because I'm seeing something. Yep. And I'm not understanding why you would do that. Please yep. tell me yep. why you want to do it this way so that I can understand it. And a lot of times people will just answer you just because they want to give you that info yep. for no other reason. Yep. Not even to, to actually do business with you, but you've got to get better at asking your audience yep. why. Why isn't this important? Uh, why is Because I've got to be honest, it befuddles me to no end of, the level of uh, the lack of quality of photography on LinkedIn. For sure. Yeah. Yep. This is your professional image. Yeah. There yeah. are over 500 million people that will look <laughs> online and can look at you. Yes. And you're holding a big mouth bass. Yeah. <laughs> or your yep. image you're is. You're cropped out of a photo of 10 people holding bass. <laughs> exactly. And then. You know, or that that great picture that you think is a great picture, but you can see the hair of somebody else yeah, that was totally. next to you, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Or just a, a crappy picture. Sorry, yep. pardon my French, but yep. that's just the worst, and it yep. drives me nuts. It yep. absolutely drives me nuts. It's just like I would first one of the first coaching jobs that I did for ScanSource. Would I would go to their business partners and look at their websites, go to LinkedIn, look at them, yeah. and go, and then I would just send emails to everybody. Get this picture off. Just go to no yeah. picture. It's better not to yeah. have a picture. Just yeah. do this. Yep. Um, yeah. So that honestly, if there's anything that I would really love to work with you on, yeah. is to help you figure, help me help you. Yeah. <laughs> help yep. me help you. Yes. I did a little Tom Cruise there. But <laughs> let me, I, I really think that that's worthy. I think that's worthy of understanding what it is and the value that you can deliver because uh, a I mean, picture does say a thousand words, right? Yeah. But I don't want those those words to be, you know, bad words. <laughs> no, and I'm starting to wonder if it's just me, but in my history textbooks, that was all, like when the teacher was talking, maybe it was just me, but like all I was doing was pouring over the photos in my textbook pages. Yeah. Was that just yeah. me? No, it wasn't just you. So like there's images that we can't deny over the course of American history, especially. Yeah. yeah change things and yeah. impact us yeah. and sometimes affect policies and wars right. etc so yeah. um that i mean that's why i think i'm drawn to the art because of the power and then also then you get to experience that power firsthand which is why i wanted basically wanted to become an entrepreneur in photography and go for this was 
the payment the payment that you get in someone's emotion is worth a million times more than the uh, payment that there you it is your, there it your is. check Let's way see. more the, i i was telling you beforehand we don't need to prepare because the magic yeah. and the gold is just going to come flying out that's just right? the truth i mean honestly that the it, there is no other there is no other better thing to say as yeah. an entrepreneur that's just the truth it is it is absolutely 100 I mean, percent the truth yep. um the the challenge is is that you're going to get a lot of no's before you get a yes yeah yeah once but honestly from my perspective that's only because you didn't ask your audience what it was they wanted like today everybody's asking you, okay what's your two words to describe how you feel today okay ask get yeah yeah the the first yeah. thing is an entrepreneur your first year to three years yes. ask 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 yes. ask yes. what are you why yes. are you doing this way i don't understand can you help me understand ask 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 if the better understanding you have of your audience the more effective your mm. solution will mm -hmm. be for them the faster you will grow the faster your business will grow i mean that's yeah period. you learn you can learn in every conversation um i i don't like being in a group of coaches yeah i don't like being in coaching groups because everybody wants to tell or what? no because oh. everybody is doing exactly the same thing yeah. i'm doing yeah we're not talking about our clients mm -hmm. right i would love to be in a group of people looking for coaches mm -hmm. but they don't ma they don't make groups like that yeah right yep. so so that's why I go to these networking events. Who are the people that are going to instinctively know the value that I deliver when I say increase your earning potential? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I can see in the, in a network, these are the people because their eyes change. Mm -hmm. You can just start smelling the smoke coming out of there. Mm -hmm. So that's really to me an ask that I can ask in front of a that, and that's why I love networking. But yeah. I'm never going to network and. I would I would never ask you to go to a, a photography yeah you know yeah workshop or sure. what you know because what are you going to learn you're going to learn what other people are doing for sure well you want to be different so why are you learning what other people yeah. are doing yeah yep yeah you want to learn how you can bring whatever a client wants how you can then use your skill whatever it is whether it's uh, copywriting or photography or coaching or uh, plumbing or what like how you can bring your skill to bear on their particular need um, and or want and then also be the easiest to deal with and the most responsive at right. least that's for me so they're, hopefully they're, fri they're friend in the business like they need a friend in the business yeah i'm your friend yeah but hopefully what you can get out of all of this is a better description of who it is that is your best client your most viable your smallest viable audience do that that's a great first step yeah you know willingness and ability to pay Boom, there's two checkboxes, and then you can just move forward with more confidence yeah. that it's going to end up in a, in a positive result for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, I want to go back to your earlier yeah. statement about the emotion yeah. associated to delivering mm -hmm. to, to your client. Yep. Because that, to me, is also something that I don't think we spend enough time talking yeah. about. Yeah, yep. Um, the emotional bank that you're filling at that point Um do you have a good? Do you have? Do you have good words that you can describe that 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 feeling, that emotion? If, well, um, can like, you go into any detail there? I mean, if I can have a picture ever get labeled as evocative, I mean that is, that's what I'm after. Okay. Uh, you have to. What's crazy with photography is sometimes you feel something from an image that is not technically executed perfectly. So I, I can tell you an example right now, Please. which is the picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger after probably Mr. Olympia 72, yeah, no yeah. idea the date, yeah. and he's coming off the stage, and uh, the poster I've seen 
it has Conker written. Right. You can Google this. It, it's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger Conker poster. Mm -hmm. And, of course, his hands are blurred because he's, like, throwing up his hands in victory. Uh, the rest of him is nicely frozen um, in, in, like, the, the action is stopped, I should say. And, I mean, he's a freak of a specimen. It's right. a gorgeous photo. Uh, so not technically a great pic. A perfect picture. Right. But when, at least when I look at it, you feel something. And so I find that in my own work where I'm like, ah, oh, crap, missed focused. Oh, didn't get the eye in focus. It's on their freaking nose <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but but sometimes <laughs> they have the feel because the feel can come from the emotion. It can come from the light. It can come from the angle. It the can expressions. come from the expression. Yeah. So um, I am, I don't know. I think if you don't, if you don't feel something from the photo, um, I, I'm just trying to move towards getting a higher percentage of those, I should say. So, yeah, yeah that comes from... Well, the yeah. other kind of nice thing is is that you can take a lot of pictures because it's all memory now. It's not like you have to get everything... You can. You yeah. can? Yeah, you can. No, I'm saying you can oh, take Oh, okay. I was, yeah. I was almost like, I can't? <laughs> yeah, no, you can take tons. Yeah. You, you don't want to when it's your bread and butter. You don't want to have a stockpile of 10 billion to yeah, That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. And trying to choose between a thousand pictures and yeah. five. Yeah. Probably better to just choose yeah. between the five. But that's an experience thing, though, right? Yeah. Because I think at the beginning you're going to take more pictures because you're still not. For right? sure. And you should. I mean, repetition, um, repetition in anything is. What do you. Oh, man, you just hit on repetition. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. we'll put a pin in it, but we're mm -hmm. going to come back to that. Um, what do you like most about photography? Freezing an emotional response mid-response. Um, okay. So it's usually a laugh. I mean, it's almost always a laugh or a smile or um, surprise. Um, just, uh, hell, it's why I'm into birthday photography. Like, <laughs> I did, you know what I mean? Like, as the last of the gift. Like, I don't usually do cheesy crap, right? Yeah. I, mean, I try to avoid it. Yeah. Uh -huh. But just what I just, I shot my, well, I, I've done my own kids' birthdays, obviously, a ton. And then uh, got to go to one of their friends' birthday parties at Northgate Soda Shop and just but it's there's so much anticipation and yeah. then release yeah. anticipation release and to be able to capture that frame 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 yeah. frame I mean for me is it's very addictive all right what what do you have to work at to like oh um you say like what do I, I have to work at in order to like in photography oh man um a shortcut prior to all the fitness uh, shutdowns. A short, a shortcut uh, heuristic in my brain was if there's no sweat, there's no point. Like, you know, it's great you got fixed up and whatever. We can get you some glamour shots. I mean, <laughs> we can do that. It's it's fine. <laughs> it's a light and a reflector, and it kind of like looks like everything else out there. And it's I am trying to I'm not trying to sound like a snot about that. Like, no, it's trying to learn about like shooting with models and how we move. And how we carve jaw lines and how we present anyone in the best possible light. I mean, that really is what I'm trying to do. My gift through photography is I don't care how you look, we're gonna make you look stellar. Ah, through see. the through the through the camera work, through the lighting, through my understanding of posture, through how we tilt your head, we're gonna make you look damn good. Um, but I am naturally drawn to grit, sweat, um, you know decay destruction <laughs> uh, human beings overcoming challenges and tough things and moving past mental and then physical hurdles i would say is my so again that that's favorite. definitely that's definitely working out yes <laughs> you, know, you get all that 
So it's on hold now. Pushing through I the, mean, a lot of that yeah. went on hold, and I was taking flower photos and squirrel photos for two months. <laughs> Yawn. Sorry. <laughs> Glad you think it's funny. No, I, I'm sorry. And the only reason why I'm laughing is because that's all the taking pictures of myself. It's just like, oh, look, hey, my uh, <laughs> my uh, uh, oak leaf hydrangeas has got that's like five fam. blooms on it. Six blooms. Oh, man, let me go take a picture of that. And I Maybe zoom that's your gift, Jim. I'm Maybe like, really? Your... Seriously? What am I doing with my time? The world needs hydrangea photos, perhaps. Gosh, apparently. Apparently. Um, so. And I'd actually like to – I've got a lot of squirrels. So Yeah. I haven't really taken any squirrel pics other than long lens and um, just really shooting them with water is the way I like to shoot them. It's <laughs> getting them out of my bird feeders. That's you. really much it. All right. So um, what else do I want? There's there's you're in a unique situation because things shut down. Let's talk yes, about sir. that for a second. Yeah. Um, and you're taking pictures of squirrels and flowers. <laughs> um only out of necessity at that point. Well, and yeah. whatever. Yes. I, 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 sorry, I didn't mean to, to minimize <laughs> that. I was, my head was in a different space. Sorry. Yes, yeah, I, and no. I'm sorry. That was not. It wasn't a revenue. Well, let's be clear. It wasn't a revenue stream. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it that way. Um, wow, it just came out that way though. So the deal here is yeah. though, there's a creativity element as an entrepreneur yeah. where the lane was clearly defined. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pre going into yes. these last 8 10 12 weeks and then now there's going to be post um mm-hmm. and post is not just going to happen over it's not going to be like friday to monday no. oh we're all good yeah right no. there's going to be series of goodness or series of badness mm-hmm. or goodness yeah. then bad yeah. and then good yeah. and then bad right so how as an entrepreneur are you preparing for the next six months, right? What um, what are you thinking right now? Yeah, no, I super quickly. Um, one thing that came out of coronavirus and COVID shutdowns was the fact that I could still go in and photograph um, the interior of a house when no one was there, for example. Oh. So out That's of good. out of this giant shutdown comes a whole other revenue stream for me as a business and that would um, be for like selling homes or yeah, doing listing photos listing so photos, yeah and back to your point of like what do you love and what do you not love is it the peak of artistic expression to shoot a living room you know no mm-hmm. it, it isn't but it's it's solitude for one thing it's me in a house alone which mm-hmm. is beautiful and then um and then it's it's just it, they're okay, they're good and it's revenue generated. it's revenue it, thank you yep you and go. so there's that um mo- primarily I have been shooting outdoors uh, as we've sort of emerged more so from the shutdown. I've been mostly outdoors, um, but it still hurts that I'm not in a gym. I mean, it hurts every single day that, you know, all my best images were from CrossFit Potentia and UFC gym in Greenville. And they were the ones that sustained me and helped me look that I could look back on and go, man, that was that was good work that day or whatever. And exactly. And I haven't been able to do that. And I'm like begging my friends. If you're doing burpees in the grass outside, like let me come take photos. Mm. That's actually not bad. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that sold the quickest on on Craigslist for us was all of our gym equipment. Really, we yes. had a whole yes. garage full, yep. Yep. and I'm 59. Yeah, right, and yep. not using it as much. Let's yeah. just say it that way. That's the yeah. nicest way that <laughs> I can put that. Not using it. You're in it peak at shape. All. You're in peak physical condition. <laughs> yeah, oh no, I don't need it. Don't need it. Yeah, I need it. Um. But, um, but again, you're not going to, if somebody's working out, 
mm-hmm. in this environment, you, it's not their first thought. Hey, let me bring in somebody and take pictures of me working out. Yeah. But what else do you see, though? Because it's not, I mean, okay, so there's an alternative revenue stream. Yeah. Uh, alternative revenue stream. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what else? Is there anything? Man, uh, marketing did not stop in quarantine for companies. I can, Isn't that funny? I can tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, it was just built. It was a, it built up. It built up. It built up, and I was very, very grateful. And um, I did just want to share that uh, during at the beginning of the coronavirus, you know, panic there, I was very worried that every photographer who was an event photographer and a sports photographer was gonna enter the market. Right. And so I'm the story in my head is, uh, this sucks. Now it's now at first it was me against, you know, twenty two hundred photographers. Now it's me against six thousand photographers. Um Ooh. like th- everything's gonna dry up, there's gonna be this dearth of, of work, it's not gonna be there. Scarcity, 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 scarcity. And like nights of anxiety. Yeah. Uh, and worry. And like telling my wife, I need to go drive a truck for Amazon. Like this isn't gonna work. And what I found, Jim, was when I was reaching out for emotional, psychological, and social support to the people in my network of 200 and two, to 250 people through Facebook Messenger, texts, phone calls, while I walked countless laps around the neighborhood, all of that generated and is still generating the photography business up to what I am shooting right before I walk over here to do nice. this. Nice. And it just, nice. it was a huge lesson for me that all that the time that I had spent cultivating did not return null and void. It came back to go, we love you, we support you, and we're going to pay your bills by letting you do my photography. And, it, dude, it was it restored my hope to some extent. That's pretty awesome. That's very awesome. So cultivate, I mean, that's the jam. Well, we, got, like, we started gotta, that conversation in the beginning, having that group of people that, that yeah. you're giving and they're giving. It doesn't have to be 10,000 people. It can no. be 300 people. It yes. can be 200 yes. people. Yep. Um, and yeah, they, w- they will be. They will be there. Um, I've yet to have heard any stories where not. Yeah. Right. Everybody's like, no, 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 no. We can help. This is what you know. I need this done. I need that done. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I'm. I was interviewing a gentleman just recently, and he was talking about he's pivoting his career. He was yeah. doing marketing work, and he decided he wanted to get into project management and construction. And he's he's like, yeah, because he walked down this path. Mm-hmm which is really not a path, <coughs> sort of. And he's like, Ravine. he goes, yeah, it'd probably take us like three hours to come in, level it off, put some gravel in there, you'll be all set. Nice, nice. And I'm like, I was like, you know what? I may just take you up on that. And and then so now we've been talking about how we can help each other so that he can just, at one of the end of his one of his jobs, just send over like four guys and just like right. clear out the path. Mm-hmm. And when we're that way mm-hmm. with people, that's, you know, you, again, you ask, you get. But when you okay. give, sometimes you get. Yes. Like most times yes. you get. Yep. Right. I totally agree. Um, so yeah. way cool. Way cool. Yeah. What do you like now as you sort of looking forward? I mean, mm-hmm. is this. Um, I mean, you, you said a couple of words. Yeah. About being anxious and. Oh, yeah. And worrying, laying in bed. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that that is almost the. <sighs> to me, that's a badge of honor from for an entrepreneur is how many nights did you have to <laughs> actually worry yourself to sleep <laughs> yeah and then wake up like for me and I, you tell me how this yeah. is for you but i'll go to bed worrying about something yeah but i'll actually go to bed early to worry about yes. it. yes 
mm-hmm. that when I wake up, I usually have an idea, two or three, to overcome. When I'm sitting there worrying about it, I can't. It's like, oh my god, I, I'm going to have to start driving for Amazon. I'm going to have to get a job in sales and yep. and go to Japan again. I don't yeah. want to ever do that yep. again. Um, yeah. And and then I'll wake up and I'll go, well, no, wait a minute, I can do this, this, and this. Yes. Which didn't even occur to me when I was oh, the day before. Yeah, there's a quote that summarizes that. Have yeah? you? No, I obviously, a, I wish because I would have eloquently it. pointed we it out. We need to find it and reference it. I think it's Steinbeck, perhaps, mm. but like, yeah. I do. I like to go to bed worrying, if if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't oh, like to do oh, it yeah. every day. Yeah. Um. But if there's a problem, I sleep on it. Oh, last night, man. Last night. Lately, I mean, through quarantine, lights out was eleven o'clock. Last night was a busy entrepreneurship day, and I was in bed at ten eighteen so that I could think and worry mm-hmm. <laughs> before like official well, sleep, sleep time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Isn't that and crazy? Yeah, I mean, it helps. It's I don't ever remember doing that at work. Never. When I had a job. No. no. I wasn't worried that no. I was losing my job. No. I wasn't worried about whether or not my boss was going to wake up on a bad side of the bed and start yelling at me. Yep. That never worried. There wasn't anything that I worried about until I became an entrepreneur. And then it was, you know, and for me, the biggest the biggest worry I have right now is just, am I using this moment mm-hmm. the best I can use yes. it? Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm still a big Netflix fan. Okay. Right? So Ozark yeah. and all the rest of those things. <laughs> I am like, Ugh! and now that I'm at home yeah, with s- apparently nothing to do, you know, I'll get my lunch. I'll go upstairs. It's at noon. Boom. I'm sitting down. I'm watching yeah. Netflix. Before I know it, it's 2.30. Yeah. And I'm like, Jim, you just, you just lost the whole <laughs> using your time the best that you can. Sure. Um, yeah. But I, to me, that's, that's how I'm, I visualize my day now in moments spent. This is a moment yeah. excellently spent in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I agree. I could have just as easily been listening to music downstairs yeah. Um, or listening to my my phone. Busy man. Um, now when the ring thing, when somebody walks in front of our front door. Oh. Uh, Package, uh, Amazon delivery. Actually, I think it's my wife going to pick up uh, gotcha. her her vow dre- her what the dress that she's wearing at her vow renewal. Um, but I think that's you know. I think a lot of people when they get into being an entrepreneur, they think it's all this creative, you know uneasiness and and activity and drive and you know you've, you've got all these problems to solve and you're spending your first year solving mm-hmm. all these problems yeah well, you know what you're gonna be worrying a lot yeah you're, um, gonna be, you're gonna be anxious a lot a huge uh mentor of mine in this whole realm is adam Schremer of the blank canvas mural company yeah. um jewish fella from new york straight shooter no bs whatsoever and just was candid with me from day one turned his creative enterprise or his creative outlet of painting massive amazing murals into a business enterprise that is a massive contributor to his family's income so like kind of charted that path and we were at cohesive coffee having a having a like before i had jumped like yes before i had jumped or even picked the date um and he said he said in that conversation you're going to end up doing a lot less work with your hands like a lot less manual sort of like you know, put your hand to it type labor, mm-hmm. and you're going to be doing a lot more work in here. And he pointed to his head, uh, to your point about worrying. And yeah. and I'm very much sensing that. Like, I may be behind the camera and then behind my laptop four and a half hours a day. But, but the rest of that time. <laughs> loaded with, with, with worry 
thoughts, possibilities, considerations, contacts, connections, what's yeah. next. Um, and then t- to your point about trying to go to bed early, it helps me get a little bit of a remove, a little tiny bit of that um, to play the role of the observer. Yes. Because it's, it's I, I kind of love when my phone is like, boom, 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 boom. I got a text, a <laughs> message, a Instagram DM. I got a, I kind of like it, kind of like it. And it's like hitting all the uh, dopamine. Like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like flooding <laughs> oh, look, my system. Look I love how, it. Look how awesome I am. I love it. And that will go until 11 p.m. if I don't stop. And so to your point of like going to bed early, I think it's helpful for all of us probably to consider stopping it and getting out of the fray, get out of the battle like a general and kind of go up to the to the high ground yeah and look, look over around. yeah and go all right so you're talking with her and you're talking with her and you're talking with him and you're contacting them like where does all this fit into the overall battle plan right because it's addictive to just stay down in that operational level at least for me yeah. so like trying to get a step of remove either through meditation um, going to bed early sitting quietly in nature walking. yeah i've got a meditation app um that has paid itself in dividends right. uh, over and over and over again uh, another coach friend of mine, William Brown, ha- has this whole thing that he's doing, disconnect to connect. Yeah. Right? And I think that yeah. that is a very, very positive thing for new entrepreneurs to, to try to practice in those first one or two, three years. You you can't always be on. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, you can have a fair Rush. amount of energy. And we know people that have a fair amount of energy. Yes. But it's – yeah, you got to disconnect. You do. You have to disconnect. And, and I've done – I mean, even last night, it was just, you know, it was actually our 25th wedding anniversary last night. Nice. Um, and we had a really great day, and we had lots of food, and we just talked, and we just yeah. we just had a great, great time. And then I was just immediately started, okay, what's right coming up to tomorrow? I got, yeah. I got the networking event at 830. I got, yep. I got uh, graduation, yep. grad kids, grandchildren's graduation. I got, mm. I got Brian. I've got, mm. I've, I already know what my 4 o'clock is. And I'm like, yeah. and, and then it was just like, and I hadn't even finished getting up from the table yeah. with my wife yeah and those are the things that i have to check myself on and i be in the moment jim be in the moment this mm-hmm. is the moment that's mm-hmm. not this moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then and then once i got to bed once we decided to go to bed and we were relaxing and stuff like that and talking then i could have those thoughts so it's just kind of lion taming yeah that mental activity yeah you your your friend was the the person you were talking to was yeah. absolutely right yeah the brain um, can be a good friend and it could be yeah. an ally and it could definitely mm-hmm. set a lot of traps for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of fun. <laughs> but in the end, the nice thing is, is that you're doing something that you love. And that's True. to me. Totally. One, mm-hmm. I, I always look at the, the, the amount of emotional deposits that have gone into my heart yeah. each day too. Because oh, sometimes I'll just have a bad day. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. nothing's lining up. Mm-hmm. Message isn't getting out. Email's not being returned. Calls aren't being returned. Yeah. And you just and then one thing. It's like golf. It's like that one shot that you make in golf, yeah. and you want to come back and play every day. Yeah. Right. And that's You're the way it is from an that. emotional bank. Right. Yeah. It's just like. Yep. You taking capturing that moment yeah. where you get yep. where it where it invokes. Mm-hmm. An emotion. Yeah. You can just. Honestly, I could live off that. I could chew on it, it for sure, and then I could I could just move on forever, yeah. knowing eventually that I, if I do that enough, people will really start seeing me for what I can do, and then that will actually drive more revenue for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mm-hmm. got to look at this in the. Uh, I keep telling everybody as an entrepreneur, 
entrepreneurship is a not a marathon. It's not a it's not a sprint. Yeah. It's a marathon. Yeah. Yep. If you if you run flat out, <laughs> yep. uh, you're going to actually collapse and you're not going to well, finish the race. I know. So, I need some so many analogies there. Half the text from my parents are like, "Don't work too hard. Don't work too hard." And I'm like, yeah. Well, you're it's also not at a point noble where you can though. Is what? You're at a point though that you could. It, you're meaning maybe, maybe it's I just mis- I'm not mis- trying to. It's not a noble like it's it's great to work. A guy should work. You should, everyone should work. But and I'm I'm not. It's not a noble or desirable thing to be on all the time and grinding all the time. And that's what I'm trying to to throttle. Okay, and that's so, and absolutely so, true. And sort of. Um, hell just rein in in some way and go like everyone's like how's it going or whatever you get that all the yeah, time right yeah. how's it going hey <laughs> well it's freaking great like i mean revenue's been there but i'm partially going bonkers because i'm like i'm thinking about my business all the time yeah. but also it's super fun and it's the most uh soul fulfilling thing i've ever even come close to and i would never dream of doing anything anything yeah. else like it's just all over <laughs> up down <laughs> sideways spinning on the merry-go-round flying off the merry-go-round you know Honestly, I wouldn't know what to do if an entire week went exactly the way I thought mm-hmm. it was going to go. Yeah. I honestly don't know what I would do with myself. I would probably just like look yeah. around like, all yeah. right, is this the end days, right? Yeah. Because I because a week is all over the map. Yeah. A day is all over the map. Sometimes an hour is all over the map. Yeah. Um and as an entrepreneur, that's or as a, a W2 employee, yeah. right? The day was mapped out for it's you. It's more predictable. You know, processes were yep. already in place. People, there was expectations. When you walked in, they will be the same ex- expectations when you leave. In totally. entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. wow, the expectations can change just mm-hmm. just with a snap of a finger, totally. just with a a case yeah. of, of COVID, and then boom. Oh, yeah. Life is yeah. no longer the same. Yep. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's – there's a just kind of bringing this back in and kind of reining this thing back mm-hmm. in. Yeah. You know, you're into this, you said February, yeah. February date. February 14th. February 14th. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, okay. Kissed it goodbye. There it is. Kissed oh, the I like goodbye. that. Wow, what it a good was day. Random what chance. Good, yeah. I like that. It was a Friday. Oh, well, yeah. You know what? You could, I, I think you could actually just make it yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just kissed everybody. Kiss mm-hmm. that old job goodbye. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah. Is there. Um, so for me, things have changed enough where mm-hmm. I've tried maybe six or eight different things since this whole disruption in business. Yeah. Um, what I realized is is that um, there were other emergent there was other markets that I told myself that I didn't want to be in because I had grown beyond those markets. Yeah. Doing the some of the things that I just said. Yeah. That's what new people in sales do. That's not right. what people with tenure do. Sure. I was convinced that, you know, you know, my position was up yeah. here in sales. Yeah. And as soon as I just threw all that away, yeah. um, everything's coming back now Great. and saying, hey, Great. I hadn't talked to you in eight years, blah, blah, yeah. blah, but here's what I'm doing. Do you have – and there's now more opportunity on my plate than I had before. Now, it's not coaching. Sure. It's sales. But sure. Yeah, seasons. you got to be open. You got to you got to do what you got to do. Seasons. Um, mm-hmm. Is there? Uh, I'm gonna have so the, probably the toughest question. And maybe, maybe we maybe we have this conversation afterwards. Just maybe <laughs> we just say that was a great conversation, Brian. Let's. Not I'll go. give the Twitter summary. Let's go. <laughs> Try to hit it. But is there? Do you have an emotional drop dead date? 
for your for what you're doing? What do you mean that I'm going to give out because I'm sprinting or no, 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 not that you're giving out that because you're sprinting, but because, you know, there's a longer amount of distance than you have time to reach. Okay, say that again or say it another way. All right. So um, let's just say as things progress, it may take another six months before you can actually be in front of, you know, children doing photography, birthdays and stuff like that. Yeah, there's Um, but. There's six months, and sure. and then there's the other. Can I make it six months? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because as again, as an entrepreneur, this is the this is for me, this is always that great juggling act to commitment to cause versus yeah commitment to reality. <laughs> great point. Okay. Totally. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. I just kind of want to see what your thoughts are there, and then we can. I, I I won't I won't torture you anymore with a bunch of really thoughty questions. No, it's a great question. And I've been able to generate some activity with, for example, real estate shoots or mm-hmm. um, there is some stuff I can do outside. Like I'm working with a deck company and hopefully we're going to shoot a whole bunch of decks and then building decks. And it's like that's all totally fair game. Um, and so that there it's usually somewhere on the spectrum of like bill paying money and I would have paid money to go do this shoot because it's so damn fulfilling. Got it. So it's so, so those like deck. That's pretty. I mean, I want to do that. I want to shoot people building stuff and crafting things and mm-hmm. putting their skills to work to make something beautiful and functional. Um, that's up there. Um, so I am getting a fair amount of that right now, which is good and which is um, sustaining me. I can't. I have to choose not to really think about like all the the hardcore workout shots that I am missing out on, um, or I'll just kind of dwell on that in an unhealthy way or whatever. So, um, so no, I'm being sustained and, um, with what's coming cool. in now. And, uh, it's, be, I mean, it was getting very dark and challenging at the end of 40 days yeah. of just not working. I mean, I think right. like that erodes the human psyche in a terrible way. <laughs> like, I mean, it's why yeah. I, I don't believe really you should retire. I mean, you should get financially free if you can, but yeah, don't no. stop contributing. You can't stop contributing yeah. or it's over. I mean, my wife and I have no plans. There is no plans to retire. There may be a day when we start receiving Social Security, but for but, sure. But, but there is just no there's just no way in hell that we're gonna stop nah. just wake up in the morning nah. and not have a direction or a desire. Think, I don't think it was set up that way to, to do know, that. So um, my mom up until ninety three was working in a um a community center as a volunteer. Right. So they could have given her time there at the end, you don't and, know. You know. I mean and that's i mean she made it yeah no she did i'm but honestly <laughs> keeping her off a treadmill at 89 was the mm-hmm. the biggest challenge i had mm-hmm. mom don't don't be on the treadmill you don't need to do that just walk around the just walk around the yeah. building a little bit more so let's just wrap this up yep. we've got um we've got really from an entrepreneurship we kind of touched a lot of different topics we talked uh, a lot about you know the perfect audience. Your your mm-hmm. smallest viable. We talked about some of the fears, some of the emotion associated. Mm-hmm. If you were to sum up, so just give me, mm-hmm. tell me now, explain to me now after this conversation. Explain to me your photography business. You can actually just introduce yourself again. Hi, my name is, and I do this, and explain it now that we've had this conversation. Um. I thought you were going to say a different question. I know. I, I had know. one hell of an answer queued up for well, the okay, question. Well, okay, go. I what, was, what what question did you think I was going to ask? I thought you were going to say how would you summarize what you've learned in four or five months, and okay, I just really want to quickly touch on that, which is that I believe each of us does have a skill, uh, a talent, a superpower, which we may have some natural proclivity 
for, but that we can also build and that uh, build upon and and grow and strengthen. Mm-hmm. And then that gift should be put into the world. It doesn't have to be given back to the world uh, through an entrepreneurial lifestyle or setup. It can right. a lot of times be done through a W two. My my. Um, I was fine at sales and I was able to do that in a positive, constructive manner at Habitat. Right. Um, but I think that we will start to find fulfillment and happiness when we bring our greatest skills to bear in a way that moves the world forward and makes it better. And I think everyone has that within themselves. And I think, um, I think they should go for it. And I think they should stop waiting. And I think they should stop realizing that or stop trying to tell themselves that when they're 40 and they're 50 or they're 60, they're going to go for it because COVID should have shown us, shown us one thing, which is you just never know. You never yeah. know. Yeah. And so you got to go. Yeah. No one saw that one coming. <laughs> well, Anyways, you know what? That, honestly, that's the best way to end this. <laughs> okay, that, no, honestly, that was a better question. Not a sales pitch about my no, photography. No, 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 no. no well, it, wasn't, it wasn't really what I was going to go okay. for there. I just wanted to yeah. know if there was going to be something you changed about how you would explain yourself. But one of the things I will do, gotcha. and we'll do it later, yeah. is I want to get back with you, have some coffee. And now yeah. that I know you're a serious coffee drinker, we can, we yeah. can sit down oh, yeah. and have a lot of coffee. Yep. And then and I want to talk to you about just that, about, you know, helping talk to you a little bit more about your audience and how to reach them. And yeah. I want to get past this numbers game thing and, and show yeah. some of the techniques that I've learned to, to get better, to get better responses. It starts with us asking them for sure to help for help. I mean, that's the easiest way that I can hmm. say. Um, but thank you for this time. Yeah, Thank totally. you very much thank for you, this Jim. time. There's a, Absolutely. Uh, and it was a little, little, little bit difficult to get us both together, but I appreciate you coming down here because this is. Yeah, man. And it, I'm not actually not sweating too I badly. We're holding up out here. <laughs> so again, this is Jim Sevier with the Coachable. This is uh, Invest in Yourself and the Coachable Podcast. And Brian Knox, thank you. Thank Thanks, you Jim. very much. We'll Happy talk. Uh, we'll, we'll talk soon.